0: Of the joy of the Lord. Amen. I'd much rather come to church and spend all my time rolling around on the floor laughing than looking at my clock waiting for it to end, right? Amen. We're supposed to be the happiest people on the earth. And um, so we're getting there, aren't we? Um, the last couple of weeks on Thursday nights, I've been talking about the words that we speak. And it's, it's actually called um, The New Sound, God's Reawakening His Voice in Man. And I really want to encourage you guys, if you didn't have an opportunity to hear it, um, the first one was on the 21st of February, and then the last one was um, last Thursday. It was two-parter. I really encourage you to go and and listen to it. I feel like it is timely. Um, I feel like it's um, it's a key to breaking through to the promises that god has over your life and um i i feel like there's a real fear of the lord on this word and i feel like there's uh, a lot of momentum on it a lot of power on it so i really encourage you to get it Vince, good morning just wanted to tell you that I really feel like we're in the season of breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he teases me because he says the, the word season, he feels like it's kind of overused. So I said, okay, I will be using that with your name from now on. <laughs> um, so yeah, the words that we release, the words that you release, you have Christ in you who is the living word. And so the words that you're going to release out of your mouth are going to produce life or they're going to produce death. They are going to, the, the, either the angels are going to take that and produce the destiny and the calling and the life that God has for you and the will that God has for you, or the demons are going to take it and they are going to bring that curse where it's going to land. And then it's going to heap coals back on your own head. And so I feel like the body of Christ, I feel like, you know, this whole message of a double portion of grace is a double portion of grace on the words that you speak. There's coming an authority and it is here. I can tell you because I'm beginning to step into it and it's crazy. And the things that you say, you're going to see right in front of you happen. So God is bridling the tongue of his bride. And he's hemming us in so that we can carry this greater weight of glory. And it's the thing that we've been crying out for. And we've been saying, God, we want to to walk in your governmental authority. We want this. And he's like, okay. But it's going to come at a cost. You have to surrender everything to me. You have to surrender the most important thing that you have. Your time and your tongue. Because there in America, we like to talk. Don't we? And we've got, we're we're living in the information age, right? So we have words streaming at us to try to influence what we think and how we speak. And the things that you hear and the things that you see with your eyes, these are your gates, your eyes and your ears. That whatever comes in this place is going to influence this And this, and it's going to create something that's going to come forth out of your mouth. The words that are going to come forth out of your mouth. You have to watch what you're looking at. You have to be careful about what's coming into your ears. Guard your heart with all your strength for out of it the issues of life flow. And this morning, I want to talk to you about what I feel like is critical for us as we're as we're moving forward and really the fear of the Lord falling on our words and the things that we're saying and training that I want to talk to you about spiritual warfare because I really feel like there's been a misinterpretation of, of what prayer is and what intercession is. And I think that the body of Christ is actually wounded. We're walking around wounded because these words and, and, and that we're saying and the, the gaze and the things that we're focusing on is actually attracting the demonic to us. Okay? John Paul Jackson wrote a great book about 10 years ago called The Needless Casualties of War. Rick Joyner has also written a book about um, witchcraft. And he addresses what he calls white witchcraft in the body of Christ. White witchcraft, what is that? That's where you have a believer with a lot of authority that is releasing, uh, has, has functioning with a Jezebel spirit, Jezebel spirit operating in manipulation and control in order to get what they want. Well, that's witchcraft. And so he said, listen, you need to get into the will of the Father and listen to what he's saying and then get into alignment and line your life out with that. Line your life out and your words. And like I was talking about on Thursday, the words that you speak are actually, your life is like a train. The words that you speak are the engine and The actions of your life is the caboose, and the caboose will actually follow your words. So you're either going to create and co-create with Christ, or you're going to co-create with the enemy. Either way, God said, I made you in my image, and you have the the sons of God. I've given you the sons of God, the earth, and I've given you the ability to create. And so as you co-create, so your life will go. And, And you are a creator through your words. Right. Turn to Ephesians six. Now, this is uh, really where you find most of the body of Christ camping on um, spiritual warfare. And what I've seen is that especially with a lot of the young people, they have a tremendous amount of zeal and they love the idea of being in the army of God. They love that idea. I'm in the army of God, and they've got this, this zealousness for warfare, right? But, the, but we have to teach them how to war so that they will advance the kingdom of heaven and not get killed in the process and not create an incredible amount of hardship on themselves that is completely unnecessary, You know, they'll take two steps forward and advancing the kingdom. And then they get blasted on the back end because what were they doing? They were fighting demons. We're not called to be demon chasers. We are called to be God lovers. We are called to focus on Jesus and release the words of heaven into the earth. We are not called to focus on demons and begin to war after them, begin to chase after them. I'm going to go and kill a bunch of demons. No, you're not. (laughs) Jesus never commanded us to take on the demonic in the realm of the heavenlies. When Jesus died on the cross, he did that for us. And all we do is appropriate what he's told us to do and how to war. And we war through bringing the light of heaven to the earth. And so I'm going to get, I want to talk about this. Uh, Let's uh, start with Ephesians 6 verse 10. and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, which with, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The fiery darts of the wicked one are the words of accusations. And you will be able to quench these through this way and take on the helmet of salvation that will cover your mind so that your mind may be bind, may be bound to the mind of Christ. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and and for me that utterance. He's talking about his mouth may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may do what? Speak boldly as I ought to speak. So he is talking about warfare, but he doesn't say I want you to come against principalities. I was actually um I felt like the Lord wanted me to talk about this, um, to bring order to this house. In the area of prayer and intercession. Because if we're going to see this blue stone released, if we're going to see this sound of heaven released, we have to understand not to open ourselves up. We have to understand how to function in a way that doesn't open ourselves up so that the enemy can come steal what God is trying to do. And this is for your lives individually. I feel like he's very clear in Ephesians here. He's saying that while you may wrestle with this, here's how I want you to function in it. And he's saying, put on the full armor of God. The truth, what is the truth? The truth is what comes from heaven. Shod your feet with the gospel of peace because in this place there's rest. I don't know about some of you, but some of the ways if you are connected to people who are interceding and it's exhausting, I'm telling you, you are not interceding the way that God wants you to intercede because intercession should be a place of rest and should be a place of peace because what you're called to do is just say what God says. And that is. Is what backs up the enemy. And we would put on a shield, right? What does it say? A breastplate of righteousness, having shod your With the preparation of the gospel of peace above all, taking the shield of faith, which is the thing that the enemy is trying to steal, that you wouldn't believe the words that you're speaking. And so he's accusing you so that your shield will come down and the enemy will have access to you. Because if he can get you to agree with the word of the enemy over the word of God, then he's got you. Then he's like, there's the open door. Did you hear what they just said? They just agreed with the words of the demonic and the words of discouragement and the words of hopelessness. And they're beginning to speak that out. Now we have access to this saint. Put on the helmet of salvation, which guards your mind. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And speak boldly. Speak boldly. So what I feel like the Lord wanted me to do today is I'm going to take you through. And we're going to go through five different ways that the Lord has called us to war. Number one, war by preaching the gospel in Jesus' name. Turn to Matthew 10, verse 7 through 8. All right, so here you have um, what the Lord is doing is he's sending out the 12, right? And he says this, and as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. So Jesus is giving his power and authority to the disciples and they come back and they're so excited, right? Uh, Turn to Luke 10. Luke 10, he's sending out the 70, and he does the same thing. He gives them his power and authority to do exactly this. He's commanded them, and he said, this is my command to you. This is what I want you to do. I want you to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, now freely give. So then he he sends out the 70 next, and the 70 are so jazzed about this. They're like, man, this is amazing. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus is rejoicing with them and said, hey, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Right? Why? Because they were preaching the gospel. Because they were there and they were talking about Jesus and on each individual person, they were going in and they're casting out the demons and the light is coming into them. These people are getting set free. So what happens to us when we preach the gospel and we set the captives free Lights begin to be illuminated in a region. And as a region begins to take on more light, the darkness cannot stand over the region. Amen. Right? Amen. All right. Come on. The second way, war with praises and prayer. Turn to Acts 16, verses 23 through 26. Okay, so what do you have going on here? Well, you've got, um, you've got a little prison situation. How many of you have ever been in prison? <laughs> right? I mean, we're, we get, we, that's what happens when we begin to agree with the enemy with our words, is we actually in, we put ourselves in a prison. And all of a sudden, those words start to create depression We agree with the enemy when he starts talking to us about rejection, presumption. We begin to think all of these people are saying or doing stuff about us, and we begin to encase ourselves in a prison, right? Okay, 23. Hold on. And when they had laid many stripes on them, okay, so they're put in, Paul and Silas are put in prison, and it says, and when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet with stalks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. Come on. Come on. You didn't see them binding up the demonic. You didn't see them going on, I take authority over every demon in this place. I, I take authority over the principalities and powers and blah, 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 blah. No, what they were doing is they were focusing on Jesus high and lifted up, high and lifted up. And they were being filled with the glory and as as they were worshiping, as they were praising all the angels are like, whoa, let's go over there. Yeah. It was so powerful that it caused an earthquake to break open the prison doors. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is what God is doing over your lives when you will get into this place. In Second Chronicles 20, 22, I want to talk about a war that was going on. And what happened, how they won the war, is the Lord told them to send forth the praise into the battle. So on they went, in verse uh, 2 Chronicles 20, 22. So on they went, ahead of the army, declaring, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And the scripture says, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which... Uh, Were come against Judah, and they were smitten. As we get into a place of praise and prayer, and begin to release the word of the Lord, and that synergy happens between heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. What is that? What do you call that? It's the plummet stone, the place where heaven comes down, and you have this place that's over you, and you're praising, and you're and and you're um, praying. What did what did uh, Paul say in Ephesians? Do this without ceasing. So you go throughout your day and you're like, Father, thank you. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And you just continue to be in a posture of praise and prayer. I want to talk to you about some ways to praise. Hebrews 13, 15 says, declaring of thanks. Psalm 47, 1, clapping your hands and shouting. Psalm 154, 150, verse 4, musical instruments and dancing. Psalm 9, 11, singing praise songs. Ephesians 5, 19 through 20, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. And Psalm uh, 98, 4, making a joyful noise. Come on. Psalm 134.2, lifting your hands. Psalm 4, being still. This is my favorite. Psalm 33.3, by being loud. Finally, I feel a lot better about myself right now. I knew that that would come in handy somewhere in my life. Number three, war with the word. What did Jesus say when the enemy came, when Satan came to tempt him? It is written. 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 The word, the word, the word, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, right? The principalities and powers speak of an invisible demonic hierarchy in the spirit. The primary problem is not of human origin, but of, of invisible enemies. To stand, to stand in those verses means this, you refuse to receive Satan's attack. The minute that you say yes to those words, that's you saying, I worship you over God. I believe your word and what you're saying about me over what God is saying to me. When he called, it's all throughout the word. Whenever uh, the word talks about Israel being an adulterer, it's that he, uh, Israel took up and was having an affair with the words of the enemy because what did they say Jesus is? Jesus was in the beginning and he is the word. And so they began to have an affair and believe the words of the enemy over the word of God. And he's saying that this is going to end up in destruction because all of these words are going to come to pass in your life. So we resist Satan's attack by speaking the word heightened strife or negative emotions are often involved in the flame Satan's flaming missiles. So if you see all of the sudden something going on in your life where you are having strife with your brethren. Or you are having your words of accusation are coming in or there's a heightened emotions that are, that are causing you to really struggle. And that that recording in your mind goes off and off and off, circling around your mind and telling you all of the reasons why you need to be mad at this person. I'm telling you, you've just entered in to the fiery darts of the enemy. He seeks to and fro. He, he walks around and he's like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to get to Matthew? Well, I'm going to start talking to him about John and Tracy. And I'm going to start telling him that they are blah, 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 blah. Or may. Well, what happens is it begins to, if he agrees with anything that the enemy is saying, it actually creates a chasm, a, a separation between him and may or between him and me. And the more that he agrees, the further back he gets from me, right? Until he breaks the power of that agreement and he actually begins to go into a place of intercession, which is saying, I'm going to agree with heaven over Tracy or I'm going to agree with heaven over May. And it breaks the power of the enemy's words, right? We do not wrestle with flesh and blood. 1 Timothy one eighteen, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith in a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith that have suffered shipwrecks. And so he's saying, listen, th- there are others that are in the faith that have actually suffered shipwrecks because they don't know and understand about this warfare. And it doesn't say here if they were actually going in after the demonic. But I can tell you just from personal experience, I have watched so many of my brothers and sisters in Christ suffer shipwrecks because they've gone after the demonic. Now, I'm not talking about casting out demons on people because he tells us that we have authority in the earth. You don't have authority in the heavens. Get over it. The heavens do not belong to you. The earth belongs to you. The heavens are the Lord's. Ezekiel 37:3 through 4. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, Oh, Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones so they will live. Every person in this room, in this city, in this nation, in this world carries in them a prophetic word. All believers carry in them the words of life and prophesy to the dead bones, prophesy over Dallas, Texas. He didn't say go wrestle with the dead bones, go take authority over the demons that caused the bones to die He said, prophesy, let the breath of God come into the bones. Do you believe that these bones can come up, be raised up to be a great army? Yes, this city will be ours if we will begin to prophesy to it. Number four, warring with the blood, taking communion and praying for the blood to cover you. Revelation 12, 11, we see the saints that overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and not loving their lives even unto death. By saying, I surrender, I surrender every word, every word, I I, I lay it down and I bow down to you and I give you every word that comes out of my mouth. I don't know if you guys have been practicing. How many of you have been practicing on your words? Okay, I need to see the whole room raise your hand. I want you to practice speaking life. I want you to practice not saying anything other than a good report. And you'll find yourself, you'll be like, wow, I didn't realize that 50% of the time I was actually criticizing people. The word criticize, the root for the word criticize is to strangle Oh, it's only constructive criticism. Okay. Well, you're constructively strangling people. <laughs> <clears throat> but what if instead of that, we said, okay, here's what I want to do. I don't want to eat from the, no- from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, saying, well, I know what's wrong. Here's what's wrong. Here's what's right. But what if we were to just say, you know what, I just want to, I just want to press in for truth, And I want to function in love and release love over people, release light over people so that they can, so the chains will begin to fall off of them and they can begin to get some freedom, right? You know, we're really the only people that do go to war and when when the person next to us falls, we actually kick them instead of lifting them up. Okay, war with binding. <clears throat> Matthew sixteen nineteen, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, we've been given the earth, not the heavens. I think some people have misinterpreted this, and they think whatever you bind in heaven will be bound on earth. That's not what he said. Your binding and loosing is what you do on the earth. Right? Psalm one, fifteen, fifteen 15 through 16. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. See, he tells us that we have authority over scorpions. Right? Scorpions and snakes. Well, those are things on the earth. Those are things that crawl on the earth. So I have authority over anything that's attacking Jeremy. I can go over to him and I can bind that in Jesus' name. I do not have authority to go and bind the principalities and the powers over Dallas, Texas. Now, I learned this the hard way because I actually did it and then and then almost died in the process. If you do this, if you go around binding up territorial spirits and principalities, you will be in for complete destruction. Your health, your money, your relationships, your children are, have now, the hedge of protection has been removed from them. Because you have gone face to face to take on a demon that you have no authority taking on. In Jude, you see Michael, the arch- archangel. He didn't even take him on. He said, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Even the Lord in Zechariah 3, when they were clothing Joshua, they brought Joshua before the throne. Satan was there to accuse him. And the Lord said, The Lord rebuke you. Come on. Who, I mean, we don't have the authority, and I'm okay with that. I don't want to go where I'm not sent. And I can give you testimony after testimony of people that have functioned in this, and their whole lives have been destroyed. And what do they do? They get mad at God. And God's like, well, it's in the book. <laughs> Therefore, submit to God Uh, Number six, warring with submitting and resisting. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast steadfast in the faith. It's the same as standing. He's saying the same thing. Stand in this place and do not be tempted to agree. Stay focused on what God is saying Who he is and who he says you are, stay in the place of hiddenness. Psalm 91, that's our next one. Stay in the place of hiddenness so that you can be covered. Psalm 91, let's go ahead and turn there. Um, Psalm 91, Psalm 91, Psalm 91. I wasn't going to go there, but I I, want to look at, I want you to see this in black and white. Psalm 91, let's start at the beginning. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He's saying, he who abides in this place, I am one with you, you are one with me. We have come together as one, and there's a flow between heaven and earth. You are in agreement with what heaven is saying about you. So therefore, you're covered by him. You are protected by him, but if you get out from under that by taking on something, what you've done is you've opened up a door that the hedge and protection around you is no longer valid. He is our protective shadow. And if we do this, it says that we will have the authority to tread on earthly things. My heart for you is that, beloved, is that you would be successful in advancing in the gospel, in the kingdom, taking territory. I don't want you to get blasted and have to take a couple of years off to lick your wounds. Let me give you a, an example um, Years ago, I knew this man, he and his wife had started their own business. It was a very successful international business. They had all the nations that they were doing business with. He was a multi, multi, multi multi-millionaire in the hundreds of millions of dollars. He got saved and began to function in the things of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, everything. And he had a heart for intercession, and he had a heart for prayer. And so he brought people of prayer onto his staff and began to pay them money so that all the time they would be praying for his business. But there was a misunderstanding about intercession, and what they began to do is wherever his business was in the nations, if there was anything that was going wrong, they began to take authority over the demonic If there was anything that was happening with his family, they began to go after all of these principalities and territorial spirits. So he begins to lose all of his money and his business basically became, and and one of the things that was so incredible that he was doing is he was setting up banks and funding small business enterprises in all of these different third world countries so that people could come and they could be um, funded from a Christian bank so that they could uh, support their family. I mean, it was an incredible man of God doing everything right. But what he did is he actually drew the eyes of the principalities right on him. And so everything that he labored for was completely lost and completely destroyed. They went bankrupt. They lost their house. They lost everything. And I was listening to him pray one day, and I heard him in church, and he was taking authority over principalities. And afterwards, I said, don't do that. Here's why. And I said, you have to repent. You have to repent. And he did repent. And, I mean, he was like, oh, my gosh. And I told him, I gave him a, a, some, some literature to read. <clears throat> and he and his wife ended up starting another business. I, I don't know how it's doing today, but... I can tell you that I have seen people that have done this, and they have physically almost been killed. I had one guy, in in his zeal, he didn't know, he didn't understand, but in his zeal, he was taking on a principality over Baylor uh, uh, University in Waco, and the principality actually showed up in his room and touched him on his knee. You just reached down and touched him on his knee. Immediately he fell to the ground, had to be hospitalized for six months because of a staph infection that almost took his life. I'm telling you, don't mess with this stuff. What you are focused on is what you're giving authority over your life. Now, I have authority in my home. I have authority here at the Haws. God has put you in a realm of authority, and you know what that authority is. I have authority to release heaven over my children. I have authority to release heaven over this place. I have authority to release heaven over Dallas. I do not have authority to to go after any principality or power. If you will come with the Word of God and the Word of life everything that you're, that's coming against you will come down and you'll see it happen immediately and there'll be no recourse on you. And you'll continue to advance. Life, life, life. Jared, come on up. Our spiritual authority is based on Jesus' victory and his exaltation. It's based on union with Jesus. The authority that Jesus received as an exalted man is given to you. God gave us, gave Jesus to the church as our head to make us a body and a vehicle which he expresses his power on the earth. You have authority on earth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. You have authority to release heaven to the earth. Do y'all get that? Does everybody do you feel good about that? I feel good about that. I feel like that's something I can land in and actually now begin to and I have a greater understanding of, of, of what the scriptures say about what to do, how to do it, and what not to do. So I want to stay, I want us to stay in the secret place within the boundaries of the authority that we have been given so that we can continue to grow and be successful. Amen? All right, this is how you advance. Get the word of the Lord, proclaim it over your life. Number two, if you need deliverance, by all means, get deliverance. Cast those demons out. Number three, you have dominion over the earth, but you're not a demon hunter. You're a God chaser. Number four, witchcraft cannot penetrate the wall of words from God. Witchcraft cannot penetrate the wall of words from God. Something only has power over you if you give it power. They're like little fleas. Bink, bink, bink. Just get them off. Just say go. Jesus said Satan go. Just go. Whatever. (laughs) Do not go around binding territorial spirits. All right? I think we've all got that. So here's what I want to do this morning. I would like for you, if this is something that you've been functioning in, I would really like for you to come forward. I want you to repent. I want to pray for you. We want to release you into declaring the words of the Lord over your life.